kind of feel like I'm kind of like 511 was never an overland company. Right. You know, Shimano is definitely not an overland right. company. <laughs> Even though for the third year running, they're back at the KC. That's true. Like, that is true. Adventure Camp area, which we actually yeah. were integral in setting up, yeah. which was really a lot of fun for that first year. That was. Something different, something new. Um, but now we're at this place where we are, our careers don't revolve around our passion. Correct. And so now it's like, coming into whether like today it's rig for dirt for saturdays on yeah in the hills at coffee dose yeah um or it's uh or it's you know being on the trail it's like these are now more special again it's like that's be- exactly it it's like being able to eat out all the time at really nice restaurants <laughs> and then it loses you know, it's it loses specialness, its flavor right? it's pristine it kind of becomes it kind of be- becomes just mundane almost like white noise yeah like, it's just what it's just what you do yeah right and, and then and then it becomes a task and then it becomes a duty or just something it yeah it loses the luster dude i grew up in long beach we were we were like low i'd say we were upper poor yeah that's we kind of how we were in yeah. san diego to be honest upper we, poor. we were we were straight up poor for a while and then we yeah. became upper poor <laughs> yeah no same thing same thing like it's like that first generation yeah. trying to make it that's exactly so it. like yeah we went we went from like off of cherry in long beach downtown yeah in an apartment building fuck to <laughs> to the suburbs right but still even at the suburbs upper yeah, poor yeah and uh i remember we'd go to like sizzler or we'd go to like denny's yeah and, and it was funny a treat bring that up it was a treat because i remember like have you visited i mean obviously scissors still around but like in san diego we had the same thing where we would go after church or on a birthday uh-huh. we'd go to a restaurant and it was a treat, and you always thought, man, this is a cool restaurant. Food's good, yeah. vibe's good, it looks cool, like uh-huh. it's nice. And then you go back, like now as an adult, because yeah. like, I can, I can. this restaurant was not a chain. So when I go to San Diego, I'll still stop by once in a while. It was a restaurant called Jimmy's Family Restaurant. Okay. And it was... Um, is it like a diner? Or? And that was a restaurant. Like it was a family restaurant. Like sit down, like straight up. Sorry, I mean like, is it like Americana kind of food? Yes, or? Okay. yes. Yeah, like American food. Um, and... Um, it's, it's so old that they had, it was like an L shape, um, with the kitchen in the middle or in the back quarter of the L. So you'd go left would be the family section and to the right was the smoking section. Okay. That's how old, that's how old it (laughs) is. That's right. Back when you used to be able to have, and I remember playing with the cigarette machine. Remember the the cigarette, the cigarette slot machine? Um, the the pool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so anyways, long story short, I went back and I'm like, this, I'm like, this place was not that nice. (laughs) I mean, it was good, and it was. And back in the day, it was probably right? nicer. It was nicer back then. Still, for sure. even looking at it, but even looking at it, yeah, objectively, you're, you're just like, like, it wasn't like going to, you know, a fancy restaurant. Basically. You're not going to Ruth's Chris. No, no, yeah. you're definitely. But you not. felt like you were. But you felt like you were. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you had a waitress. Yeah. She was super nice. They keep bringing you sodas. They keep bringing you like, you what sodas? Fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bottomless sodas for free. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think that's why right now everything feels a little bit more chill. Yeah. Like we are appreciating yes. these opportunities to get out, to kind of spend a couple hours away from home with friends. It's now back to being a distraction from daily life. It is. Yeah. Instead right? of like so much stress of it being part of life. Right. Granted on my end, I've, as usual, so you've doubled down or tripled down. I, yeah. I, like, I've, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, between the tread series, yeah. and the Subarus that we're doing with yeah. me, me and Eric and, uh, the, fast the, bur- friends, the burden the burden yeah keeping rick for dirt going yeah um and we'll talk about i think the the elephant in the room is 
you know, you've been missing. And it's funny because on these last, I don't know, handful of episodes, uh, I'll find a moment where, and I, and I don't think I've ever not brought you up in one, but I'm like, <laughs> where's Frank? Like, you know, yeah. like, where the fuck, where's, have you seen Frank? Yeah. Well, where's I appreciate Frank? that. I appreciate that I am, I'm missed to some degree. <laughs> so let's get into it. We haven't, we haven't had an opportunity to really kind of like dig into some of what happened. Um, we were again on that relentless pursuit of expansion that is my fucking downfall and also like a strength where it's like, we can't just be it happy. Is. It is both. You're right. Yeah. It is a hundred percent a double-edged sword. We can't, we can't just be happy doing a podcast. No, <laughs> no, we got to go and all right, we're going to have our meetups and then we're going to expand our meetups and then we're going to expand beyond our expansion. And then yeah. we're going to start doing events and I'm going to start, you know, building out these different properties. And for me, it's like, that just feels like, okay, I'm accomplishing something. Yeah. And I think that's it part of, different for you. That's part of what, I mean, no different in, in the goal or not different in, in the execution, maybe. Or like what I valued, right? For me, the meetups, you know, have always been a big part yeah, of what I enjoy yeah. doing. Which is right? you continue to do. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, I think it's different in in what we wanted to do, but not different in the in the drive to grow it. Okay. Right? Not different in, in that sense. I think that's kind of what brought us together, honestly. Is Well, is, it's wanting to do something else yeah. beyond just meetups. Beyond like, just being a participant. I'm so right? let me tell you how happy I am we didn't go the video route, which was the original idea, and we went the <laughs> podcast. Like to this day, I'm like, thank God. The podcasts are so much easier to edit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm and I'm sometimes late, but like I can even be late on a Friday morning and still crank one out within yeah. like forty five minutes before work. Right. Exactly. You know? Once you get good at it, you yeah. can you can really churn them out. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing video forty five yeah, minutes nah. before it. So nah. video is the only thing I haven't set like a hard schedule too except for this tread thing which is a little stressful yeah um but the the podcast definitely easier so okay so i think what really was the beginning of the end for the at least for the the phase that we were going through was having summer camp yeah summer camp came and it was a huge event yes i know it from my perspective but i haven't really heard it from yours as far as like kind of my take on summer your, camp? your take like you know you were in but behind the scenes and you're in the back of your head you were like fuck, this is a lot. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you were going through, you were starting to go through some shit. So there's a reason why, you know, Frank and I kind of, you know, parted ways and behind the scenes, we parted ways, but still kept you involved. Like yeah. the plan was always to keep you in some capacity involved. You wanted to walk away. I mean, yeah. At you first, were ready to go. There was a moment at first. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you really, if we really want to get transparent, yep. cool. Um, but I think if we're going to do that, we should back up to what you said, right? Kind of the beginning summer camp yeah and just the perspective right that i took um and keep in mind during that period there's also a lot of other things happening in my life personally right yes like personal work there's other things like all of us right that are and this is one of the things that i've been really focusing on over the past like gosh it's kind of hard to believe it's been almost seven months now eight months um since summer camp since yeah. since november a, it feels like yeah it's a year. been actually a long time yeah so it, that's kind of mind-blowing but anyways it's been something that i've been really focusing on um over the over that period uh for a lot of reasons and we'll get into it but um we're very multi-dimensional mm -hmm. right as human beings we have and and we forget that sometimes even about ourselves right we like to especially now that we're kind of in this weird era where we like to kind of wear who we are on our sleeves right like well we, social we, media and we like to brand ourselves yeah. and we like to build our personality for some of us that that i that identity dude is, I, I found out people are building llc's around their actual just regular screen names yes 100 percent. yeah yeah 
it's it's insane how much it's grown and blown up, and I think a lot of people don't realize how expensive an LLC is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the main the maintenance and the maintenance of an LLC, but regardless, good yeah. luck. Um, it is a wise move. Don't, don't forget don't your minutes. Wrong. Yeah, it is a it is a wise move. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but my point is is that we live in this period where we forget how multidimensional we are, and we and and that we show that dimension to different people, right? And we liked and well, so we show a dimension that's what i'm saying we show that a particular dimension yeah one one particular dimension yeah. to different people and we so we we build these identities like you know we're in an area where identity politics is a thing identity adventuring identity like i'm an overlander i'm yeah. a camper i'm a well, hiker it's like being I'm a, a punk rocker being exactly a but, Hushin, it's, you know. but it's but those are usually things that happen in your adolescence Right. As adults, they don't typically carry out. Well, like we're as just adults, big kids. As adults, we find out that we are more, more, that things aren't black and white. Right. Right. So as a kid. It depends you, on which side you're on. I guess. True. Yeah. True. Again, as adults, you should figure that out. <laughs> but let's just say like as a, as, when we're kids, things are very black and white and we cling to an identity, whether like you, to your point, it's punk rock in my, and when I was a kid, it was the party scene, right? We, there were scene kids, there were punk rock kids, there were theater kids, there were all kinds of stuff. Right. And so. But you cling to that as your identity. It's your core. It's your existence. It's your passion. And then as you grow up and your world expands, you realize that, no, your work, Frank, your friend, Frank, your party, Frank, your right. family, Frank. Right. And those all have different facets. Right. And so all to say that we need to recognize that. And that was part of what was going into summer camp. Right. And so for me, summer camp in and of itself, I always thought it was a fantastic idea. hundred percent. It's it's badass, but it's one of those things where you see um, how can I say this? So you know when you see like a dude in a squirrel suit flying mm -hmm. flying through the Swiss through the Swiss Alps? Yeah, you're like that is fucking badass. Yeah. That is fucking badass for you, not for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> jump off the cliff. I don't want to have. I don't want to have thing. I don't want to do 120 right? miles through a cliff yeah. through a hole in the wall yep. and not end up a fucking splatter. It's like that to me doesn't sound like you know. Well, actually, to me, it sounds really amazing. No, it sounds amazing. I'm just to saying honest, to some people, it would be like that doesn't sound like what I want to do or the way I want to go. Exactly. Or how I want it to have jump out of an life. airplane. I would do that. Squirrel suit. Uh, I kind of feel like right now I wouldn't do it. Maybe it's something you build up to. Yeah. Right. Well, after, it is for sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, after you become a base jumper. So many jumps. You go through these like yeah. iterations of skydiver, base yep. jumper, squirrel suit. Right. So, so to jump to the end, I'm kind of like, yeah, nah, bro, mm. I'm, I'm good. So I feel like to that degree, that's kind of how summer camp was for me. I was missing the iterations. Right? You didn't go between, like you didn't have like, say my experience where it's a lot. Well, you have done a lot of events, but not with, but the I've space. always been on the other side. Exactly. I haven't been on the building side yeah. of the events. Right. I'm always a participant or as, a promoter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like the last time I did events, I was a promoter in San Diego. It was like parties, right? It was parties. Yeah. I was I was 16, but between the ages of 17 and 19, I dedicated two years of my life to building warehouse parties. Yep. Right? And parties in Mexico. Like we would go to the nightclubs in Mexico, which, <laughs> wow, dating myself. Yeah. Um, no, we've <laughs> talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes. Have we really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to bore you guys, but no, yeah. No, no. I mean, like, I, God, I wish, I wish I had a reference. Like I need to start using chat GPT to like reference episodes <laughs> and where we're in them. So I can like where we're at. Yeah. plug it in real quick and like have it come up. Go back to this episode if you want to hear about my party. It's like, days. when did Frank talk about his parties? Oh, that was episode 24. Yeah. Um, but but there, there is an episode out there. But those are also very different. Like putting together a party back then was not as complex as it is to put an event where you're hosting people and you're responsible for their existence for three days. Oh, or, bro, it is, you know? it is the most 
<laughs> I I'm I was lucky that I was in between jobs. I was literally in this like yeah. two month window where I was unemployed, collecting a paycheck still yeah. as my severance, and using that money to fund me essentially being on the phone for a month straight to float summer camp basically to float summer camp yeah. and emails and phone calls yeah it was a it was a that's why this year it's a summer trip it's a summer excursion it's summer tripping summer tripping summer tripping <laughs> is what we're calling it and i've got a really yeah. cool plan in, yeah. in the works but you know the reality is is like i can't do it right now yeah and i'm sure i can pull it off but i should have started in january yeah if i wanted with my workload in order to be and able to And that's what we talked about. Like, we talked about doing that. We're like, dude, we should have started this in January. Yeah. And every time it would start like three months before. <laughs> three months. And that's 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 one of my which flaws. We thought, we, which we thought would be someone, some decent runway, and it never was. It was always like, fuck. But, so my point was, like, you know, taking an experience from when I was a teenager, put it this way, three teenagers could pull it off. How hard could it really be? Right. Right? I mean, our our... And plus, you don't know what you don't know. So there was no insurance. There was no taxes. There was none of that bullshit, right? We're three teenagers that want to have a good time and hook up with girls. Like when you're right? doing parties. And totally. Stuff, yeah. So all we do, what did we do? Oh, there's no liability in no, your mind. No, man. We picked up the phone. We called our butt. We called a DJ. Said, hey, man, are you free this weekend? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a hookup for the for a warehouse. Perfect. Who's that? I'll take care of it. This is the DJ. Right. I'll take care of it. All right. Awesome. How much is it? He'll call it back a week later. It's this much. You're all set. Security is going to be this much. All set. My fee is this much. Okay, cool. All yep. right. Now go to the guy who make flyers. Hey, Matt, how much for the flyers? This much. How many do you want? I want I want 3000 Perfect. Oh, uh, what about the printer? I got you. Yep. Like we just, it was literally like just all these self-contained little business pods. Yep. And all you do is pick up the phone, call and say, cool, go for it. No contracts. No agree. It's all verbal. Yep. All of it. It was just handshake and good to go. Right. And, and it worked. Like we never got screwed. Yeah. It worked. Everyone was Just responsible lucky. for their piece. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was responsible for their piece. The biggest, the most trouble we ever got into was every once in a while, San Diego PD or Trula Vista PD or right. somebody would show up and they'd say, do you have a permit? Obviously, no. Nope. Are you charging money? Obviously, yes. Nope. And <laughs> I mean, yes to us, but <laughs> yeah. we would say no. Yeah. And then they would obviously know because they're not idiots. They've right. seen this, they've seen this movie a million times. Right. And so they, you know. They would shut us down. So every once in a while, sure, the party would be over at 10 instead of 2. Right. Right? But that was long. And everyone, but but here's the thing, right? If you were part of that scene, that was the risk. Everyone knew that was the gamble. You paid your 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, and there's a chance you may not party all night. Yeah. Right? And so, but again, it's dumb kids, right? This is a whole different ballgame. I mean, I think... It's the equivalent of like floaties and then going off of a 30-foot diving board. Yeah, because now you're, now, you're, <laughs> now you're dealing with things like event insurance and liability and essentially you're responsible. And you're in the wilderness and you've got vehicles. Yeah, and you have vehicles. I yeah. mean, they're and you're doing trails. Inherently dangerous things. Yeah, totally. At summer camp yeah. and you are on the hook for all of it. There's yeah. the third party. I mean, granted, there was some things that we did uh, like when we teamed up with Fieldcraft or we hooked up with Outlaw Jeep Rentals, uh, Jeep Tours. Which, by the way, to me, home runs. Sure. The Fieldcraft thing was mind-blowing the property mind-blowing and i think it's easy on the on basically to what you're saying is it's easy to look from the outside in and go oh it's all happening or this guy put more effort in or that guy put more effort in or it just looks like it just kind of came together yeah and there's no concept that there was like two months prior to that like you said three it's a three-month runway basically yeah. where i start it there's a one month of really intense shit that happens yeah. right before it. Uh, but it's like a three month kind of roll 
into summer camp. Yeah. And it is a shit ton of relationships that mm-hmm. I've built over the years. It's a mm-hmm. shit ton of making good on the previous one or previous thing and showing value there so that they come on board for the yeah, next it's, it's, one. It's trust, right? Like saying, hey, look, this is what we did last time. You can expect the same or better this time. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, so there was a magnitude to it or there was a, a level to it that for you was kind of like that squirrel suit. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All right. That is a very good way to put it. There was a lot of squirrel suit moments. And that compounded by the fact that on events in general, part of the reason I got into this was, and part of the reason that I had, that I changed jobs at Shimano was to stop doing this. Oh, really? Was to stop doing events. It's part <laughs> of the reason why I moved and basically created my own job at Shimano. You're like, was, let's have a podcast instead, Ali. Yeah, right? And, and because at that point, sure, we'll go to events, but yeah. we're going. We're not making it happen, yeah. right? And so that was kind of a, that was definitely a, a, a left turn I never expected to take. Um, but again, full credit, man. Like I definitely reckon, there's no, there's no denying it was a fucking brilliant idea, right? And it continues to be. So, but yeah, that's, that was a, that's, that, that was it. And so then, you know, we had some friction on the fact that whatever happened, happened afterwards you just kind of felt like maybe it was time to move on move on and then we had a conversation where it's like no why don't you just kind of like hang at a lower level and we could we could talk about it later yeah and that's kind of where the other conversation of the personal stuff comes into play right because while this kind of summer camp stuff was going on Mm -hmm. the the reality was i came to the realization during summer camp because i felt guilty i dude look i don't care who you are you know what you're doing. And I and and there were moments where I would look around and be like, yeah, I'm I should probably be doing better. Mm. And I felt like what's really happening at summer camp? I'm I'm more of an anchor right now than I am. That's a shitty feeling. It is a shitty feeling. It's a super shitty feeling. Yeah. Right? Where you feel like you're an anchor dragging dragging on the on the sea floor versus being the water lifting the lifting things up. I don't up, think you were dragging. Right? No, but that's know. how I felt, right? Yeah. In my mind, when I'm when I was driving home from summer camp, reflecting by right. myself right. for 16 hours. I think you mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. That was dude, there were times where like and again, I don't want to I I think, you know what? I am going to say it because okay. I think as men, a lot of times we we Under hide emotions. emotions. Yeah. yeah, we hide emotions and I'm not kidding, dude. I I think on the way home, I cried twice. Yeah. And for no reason. I mean, there was a reason, but it was it wasn't because of what I was thinking at that moment. It was because a thought entered my head and I looked around at the landscape and the fact that I was in the middle of nowhere by myself and I'm just like there was a there was an allegory there to my life. Yeah. And I was like, Do I wanna be out here by myself? You're feeling like you're in a ocean of I felt like the my surroundings in that specific moment where I was in the middle of nowhere by myself was was a perfect allegory for mm. what I was doing in my life. I was alienating my job. I was mm. alienating you. I was alienating my family. Mm. All for my own ambitions or what I thought I wanted to do. And in reality, I was You weren't really doing much. I wasn't doing much. Yeah. I was I was I was half assing everything. Not 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 to be not to not to be offensive. I'm just saying in, I'm not talking about summer camp or Rickford. I'm saying in general, you were just lost in your head. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In that moment, yes. In 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 leading up to that period, yeah. right? I was I had realized the fork in the road. Yeah. At that moment, I had realized how where things were going wrong and I and when I got home, I knew there were three things I had to address. Specifically, I told you this when we talked. I said there are three things that need to be addressed. Mm. 
my family, yep. my work, and rig for dirt. Those and those things need to be addressed. And unfortunately, the first two they're are the priority. They're a priority. Yeah. They are absolutely critical to my existence. Yep. Right. And so, um, one of them pays for everything, right? <laughs> and one of them is everything. So, like, well, I think the order that you put everything in was pretty solid. Um, family is always first. Yes. And you know, some of us, some of us find family locally. Some of us yeah. choose family around us that we surround ourselves with and uh some, some of, us, of us do both well some of us make work family too that's right true. yeah so for you shannon your wife yeah and your dog and everything and my family yeah my and your and aunt, your extended uncles, family grandparents yeah that's really important like you've got a lot you've got a larger network i do than even i have yeah i've got my mom and, you know my sister yeah that's it you yeah know, like so for me there's perspective too like if you don't have a certain perspective you'll never understand what somebody's going through or yeah. like the the the, the magnitude of what they're dealing with. Yeah. So, so go on. So during this time, when before this is all running up to the conversation that we had on the phone after summer camp, where I think kind of it, things went nuclear, um, in a, in a in a bad way than a good way. Like yeah. It was I it mean, was it was, just, it, was nece- it was a necessary progression. Sometimes it has to happen. Totally, it's yeah. a necessary progression. Sometimes you have to sometimes you have to smash the board mm-hmm. to realize the pieces and put some, and build back better. To use the. Uh, What's that a Japanese? Re- out term. What's that Japanese technique called where you use gold to fill in cracks? Oh, yes, I know. When you repair pottery or cracks, and it becomes, and more, it becomes beautiful. more beautiful. It's 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 an adornment. That's one of the reasons the Japanese don't glue things seamlessly. They actually they celebrate the flaws because it becomes part of the part of the history and the beauty. I'm using half my brain right now to record yeah. this stupid thing. Yeah. So I don't have my phone to pull out. Yeah. And like <laughs> but look you're it right. Up. I recently just saw this, which What's is it? kind of ironic. It's a, oh shit, I'm gonna there is a Itakari. There is a there's some yes. name for it. Because it's Japanese. There's definitely a name for it. Like Kondo, right? Yeah. Like there's a name, there's a single singular name, granted that's a name name, but there's a singular name for it and it's yeah, it's the process yes. of repairing things with gold. Yeah. With and and the and the thought process is you repair it with something even more valuable and more beautiful. Yeah. You're, and it becomes something of greater value you yeah. when you're done with it granted it was broken it was done like yeah. normally people would throw whatever it was away yeah but you you kind of rebuild and you and you create something new right it's different. something new unique and similar and but different it's yeah it's it's allegory to the phoenix what's right? interesting like it is re- it comes back you fill in the crack so it even expands and it bit. can hold more yeah you know? so <laughs> we can go levels on this shit <laughs> levels so you know so while this is all happening um I'm going through some weird stuff at work, right? Like my job is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm having to make decisions on my future and my career, not in a bad way, right? But just real decisions and real stressful demanding situations. Demanding more time. Demanding more time. Like I'm I am literally developing a new segment of our business. This business does did not exist for us, right? And I had spent direct a to lot, market, right? Yeah, with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I, direct to consumer. Yeah, direct to consumer. And so. I had spent four years of my life prior to that pitching the idea to multiple executives and Japan, et cetera, right? With support from other people, obviously. Uh, but it was finally coming to fruition. It was coming to that pivotal point where it's time to make shit happen, Yeah. right? On the other side of that, my grandmother in Mexico, which is the larger side of my family, um, was had some failing health issues um, in over the summer right? in the hospital many times. Um, there was a point and she's in her, she's in her nineties just for, for, for reference, reference, right. For, for the whole picture. So, you know, when your grandparents are in their nineties, when anyone's in their nineties, you're like, 
you don't know what's going to send them over the edge, right? It could be anything. Any it, sickness, it, any it, yeah. cold, flu, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So it became critical that over the next few months, my mom told me, like, you need to visit. And I hadn't been there in five years. She was like, you need to visit your grandmother. Like, time's t- the clock's ticking, right? So I'm that keeps ringing in my head because by this time, my mom, it had already been two months. This is in the summer, my mom told me this. Summer mm-hmm. camp was in August, I think. Right. So this is like in June, July. My mom told me this. So oh, I had before before. So right. I had done nothing. And of course, in frank fashion, you kept it to yourself. hundred percent. No idea about anything like this yeah, going on. in A hundred percent. And that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Like I was raised that your problems aren't other people's problems. You figure them out. It's on you. Your shit's your shit. Stop bringing that's in people. Crazy. Like my father and my, my mom, both of them, they would drill in that nobody else needs to know your business. Right. Like nobody else needs to know your business or be pulled into your drama or be pulled into your solutions. You are, or use people for your solutions. You take care of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's good. I think there's levels to that too. It's and like, bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some very personal shit. You it can, can become yourself. very toxic if you, if you overdo it. But if there's friends, right. And we've had this conversation. When, 100%. You, when you have friends and you alienate them, like you mentioned, yep. then they come up with their own, like they try, they try, we had they that try. conversation yeah. where you come up with your own story. Yeah. You come up yeah. with your own story. Cause especially when like, for instance, I was calling you, calling you, calling you, um, you're kind of keeping shit to yourself. It's yeah. very like high level Yes, at that time. And you're like, okay, well I'm going to stop asking. Right. That. In my mind, we you're going to stop spinning your wheels. I'm going to stop asking. Yeah. And then I'm just going to assume. Yeah. And that's what we all do. We all do that. We yep. expect, okay, if they're not getting back to me, it's because they hate me. They don't like me. There's some. I'm bothering them. I'm bothering them. Yeah. There's some issue. Yeah. Or they're just. They don't appreciate it anymore. There's that too. They were it's never. Like, they were never real friends. Right. Right. All of these things circle in your head. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, where was I with my grandmother? Right. So yep. and all, it's keeping it to yourself. So and, then you have the guilt piling on. Right. So now I have the guilt driving home from 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 summer camp, and then the guilt from. The fact that I've known that my grandmother is sick and ail- in, in ailing health, and I haven't done anything. Mm. I haven't made a real effort to get on a plane and go see her. Yeah. Even though I I have the resources. It's not about money. You could be. I have time. an epic amount of miles. Yep. It's not time at work. I have an epic amount of time I bet off. you have an epic amount of miles with yeah. your <laughs> fucking Starbucks stars. He can fly anywhere and drink as on much just Starbucks points as he wants. <laughs> Just Starbucks points. <laughs> Can I exchange these for flights? Yes, yeah, sir. You have five million Starbucks points. Can I use these stars for a United flight? Would yes, you sir. like to cash out for a million dollars? <laughs> so, like, it wasn't a matter of resources, right? Because I couldn't even say it was about money because it wasn't, right? And so, um, it was just short. It was, it was, it was again bottling things up and me refusing to accept the bad news, right? Right? Me, no, she's fine. She's gonna be fine. I don't need to worry about it, right? Me rationalizing. Life will just move on exactly, exactly the way I expect it to. Exactly. And it never does. <laughs> Amen. So then um, the Rick for Dirt piece, or sorry, um, the, the the home piece. Yeah. Right? The With my immediate family, with Shannon. So, that, you know, there were things there that, hey, you're gone a lot. You don't include me. Um, and she wasn't even, like, nagging at me. It was She was very right. I'm I'm gone every other weekend. Yep. I'm off hanging out with the boys. Yep. I'm doing fun things that are fun to me, right? Um, sure, I can bring her along, but if I do bring her along, she's responsible for the dog. She's responsible for all the not fun stuff. Yeah, right. Making sandwiches. Think, she makes great sandwiches. Exactly. Makes amazing sandwiches. Um, but you know, she's 
basically like it's she's the mom, which is a shitty thing for your partner to feel like because she's not your mom. Right. Right. They want to so, be partners. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, there's that. And that had also been building over time. And that's also a part of my guilt. Again, realizing I'm out in the middle of nowhere alone. I didn't bring her with me. Yeah. She didn't have fun. She stayed home with the dog, took care of the home. You know, she was working. Mm-hmm. She was doing the grind yep. while I was out here. Summer camp. Yeah. Right. So, you know, all of those things kind of came to a whole. The good thing is of that kind of mental collapse or, you know, that rush of emotion and clear is that I got clarity. Mm-hmm. You figured was, out what you wanted to really put your time into. I figured out, I finally put my ducks in a row and I built on my, on the rest of that drive home. I remember clearly from Las Vegas all the way home. I spent, those were the fastest four and a half hours I think of, that I've ever driven home and not re- and relatively in my head because yeah. I built a plan of like what you were going to do. Yes. I put everything in, in order. I put everything in executional steps and I built a plan. So you and I took, I remember we, we texted and you said, Hey, how about we take a couple of days to decompress? Yep. And then we talk. And I said, perfect. I think we both had a lot of emotions. Yeah, exactly. I said, perfect. Because the last thing I want to do is have a conversation in an emotional state. And I, now that I'm in this mindset where I need to communicate more, my first, the first step was to run this whole thing by Shannon. Yep. I said, you need to be in the loop with where I am from from a mental state and how I'm going to make it better. Yep. Right? And so I talked to her about everything. We talked for hours. And she was like, Blown away, proud, sad, and just, I think she was relieved that change was coming. Um, and so, you know, then the next hard, the next hard conversation was with you, right? Yeah. Because you've been my friend. And I think this is something that doesn't get said enough is we've spent the last four years or almost five as being, we spent a lot so of time many together. Weekends. A lot of time together. A lot of time out in the middle of nowhere together. Yeah. A lot of time in a car together. A lot of time on trips together. Yep. And there are things that I talk. No to you. time in the tent together, though. Just <laughs> right. want to make that clear. There was no time sleeping together. Right. <laughs> Couple hotel rooms, though. Yeah, Couple hotel actually, rooms. Yeah. yeah. yeah but there happen. are times. But there are things that that I. There are conversations that I've had with you that in the past I would have never had with anybody. Yeah. I would have. Th- that would have been my business. Like I was saying earlier, that would been my business, and I would have dealt with it. And even then, I wasn't telling you enough. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, if I could have chosen a different career path for myself, I would have gone into therapy. I would yeah. have gone in. I would, I would have become a clinical like psychologist. A yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's always, I mean, in college, even those were all my classes. Yeah. Yeah. Never, I was always also very I never obsessed finished, with psychology. Never finished college, <laughs> but like was definitely more into like, because, you know, especially if you come from like a damaged home, yeah. uh, an abusive, you know, parent thing. Um, you always want to find out like, okay, why am I why? so fucked up? Yeah. I think, then, I think you're right. How I think can I help exactly others? It. You know? So for me, it's easy to ask. Yeah. It's easy to tell. Yeah. I have no problem letting people know what's going on. Cause dude, years of kind of dealing with my own things, my own problems, my own traumas, all that crap. See you, Sean. Um, and, uh, so then when my friends are going through something, I have like all these tools where I'm like, right. okay, what's going on? Let's talk. Uh, but I'm very like upfront versus, a lot of other people who kind of like brush shit under the rug or they don't really want to like get into it because right. it's difficult or it's weird. Or like you said, you've been raised to like keep everything to yourself and not ever like connect with anyone else. And it's, exactly. That's kind of alien to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, man, you got to talk shit through or else you're always just going to. Isn't that interesting things. how like just for something to me, a, an idea that to me felt so normal 
because that's how I was raised. And so I assumed everybody else is raised this way too. Like it doesn't even, it never really occurs to you that that's just a you thing. Yeah. That's not a, but it works both ways. Like for me, it's also a me thing. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, we had the conversation. Things went, I think South pretty quick. Yeah. Right. Because like you said, right. You had, you are like, your, let's burn this fucker down. Yeah. And, you know, in my mind. And I'm like, no, shit. Well, to be honest, like my my original concept was to not burn it down. My yeah. original concept was to walk away. Right. Right. Because in my mind, um, I was holding you back. You wanted to do summer camp wholeheartedly. I was really only interested in the podcast. Right. And in the meetups. And I said, look, man, if that's where you want to take rig for dirt, then what we have here is a fundamental gap. Right. Of, we're not, not we're there we're not aligned. Not, there is not a meeting of the minds. Yeah. Right. And so that is that that's problematic. And and for us to try and shoehorn a solution is not going to work. Yeah. So rather than me fight and make and and create this chasm in our relationship, my goal now is to salvage the relationship, and I could give a shit about the business. Right. Right. So if that's so the only way to salvage the relationship is to walk away from the business. Right. Right. So. After we had that, I said, "All right, man. You know what? Let's same thing. I think we said let's step yeah. away because we're heated. We had the we had the hard conversation, and then the next morning, right? Yeah, we had the we had the the constructive conversation, the more compassionate, right? More empathetic, <laughs> right? And I remember you came to me because you said you talked to your mom, yeah. right? And she kind of also put some things in perspective, which I yeah. thought was incredibly heartfelt. My and, mom's great. Yeah, I thought that was hugely insightful, and it kind of it it hit right. I mean, it hit me like I was like, damn, that's that's cool." You know, my mom wouldn't have said that. <laughs> because for me, it's like, look, at the end of the day, we and nothing started against my mom, but she would have told me, keep it to yourself and walk away. We started this together. Yeah. And it just didn't feel like if I was to continue it, it always feel weird if it really came down to like, oh, yeah, Frank walked away and that was it. It would always have like a mark on it. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, why don't you just stay in some small capacity? Right. Something right. that feels like you're still part of it. But you don't have to be part of it. Right, right. And, you know, like I said, you continued on with the Rick for Dirt meetups. And then in the background, granted, I refunded everyone's money once. As soon as our rift happened. Yeah. Like, I, I refunded too. all the money. We just called it, you know, I just wanted to be, I didn't want any responsibility to anything depending on which way right. it went. Right. Right. And that might have been a little hasty because I did the same thing. Sure. But in hindsight, it was I think um, a smart, mature move that we didn't want to screw any. We didn't want to bring anybody else down right. with with what was happening with us. Because both of our reputations would have been a hundred percent. And I'd rather have people say, "I don't know what the fuck they're doing," but they gave us our money back. But they're not screwing us. They're not screwing us, you <laughs> right? <know? laughs> Versus like, oh, yeah, we fucking paid them. They fucking they Ali, fucked off and Ali's doing it money. now. We don't know what's going on with Frank. Nobody's yeah. talking. That did not, to no, me, seem like the, the story I wanted out there. And that's not who we are, right? No. So, yeah. And so the constructive piece was that, right? Like that we would kind of, I would take a step back. I would focus on the two primary issues in my life. Um, and, you know, the rest, I think a lot of you know, um, as far as the rig for dirt side. Yep. And so from that point, like I decided to book flights and make things happen. Yeah, you um, were, fuck, you were gone so much. I went off the grid. And not, not work-wise. I you shut off my social media. Dealing with family. Yeah, and... I, I did that thing on Instagram. Yeah, where Truck, you can, Trucky was pretty much done. Yeah, where you, and I, and I actually thought about deleting the account. Yeah. Um, but so what I did was um, I did that whole thing where you can um, take a break, right? So the account just goes invisible. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to delete it, and it said, are you sure you want to delete it? You can just take a break. No shit. Yeah. Like, okay, And I was Instagram? like, you know what? Thanks, guys. I'm not in the right state of mind. 
I'm being more emotional right now. And so I said, sure. And you can basically what it does is it just makes you invisible. And then you can re you can just turn the turn the account to light switch. Turn it back on. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so I did that. I turned it off. I had I got a few messages, text messages from people saying, Hey man, did you delete your account? Where'd you what happened? I was like, No, I'm good. Where the fuck are you? Yeah. Where's Frank? I got a few interested parties, which is good. I appreciate that. Um but I just needed to focus, right? So focused on my work and I focused on it. First thing I did was get all my shit in order for work. Um talked to my boss and said, Hey man, I'm gonna leave for weeks, not days, weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Mexico. I'll still work. Because, I need a sabbatical. Because, well, back then we were still working from home full time. So it was right. super easy. It didn't matter where the fuck Exactly. Were, right? I told him, I go, look, at the end of the day, my work is online. It doesn't matter where I am. And so, still, you kind of have to have the conversation because- 100%. Wait, what do you mean you're in Mexico? Exactly. We need you in the office for some reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you just so, but he was bases. super cool. He didn't care. He was like, yeah, dude, I get you. Take care of you. Take care of your family. He's always been super cool that way. Yeah. And so um, I booked a flight and I spent um, a little over three weeks, almost a month um, in Mexico. Um, I went to Guadalajara, um, and I spent a lot of time with my family and my grandmother. Um, turns out she's doing a lot better, which is good. Which is crazy. You'd think 90, sick, that means dead. No, I mean, I'm glad it didn't. She but completely that's what bounced she was back. Thinking. Yeah, you were like, she's really bad. Like, Yeah, I was scared. Yeah. yeah, she completely bounced back. She lives by herself, cooks. She made us, she made us, she made us multiple dinners. At 90. At 90. Not just for me. I'm talking like a dozen people. Like, multiple times. Like, and it wasn't a burden. Like she just gets around that kitchen. She's, I mean, fuck that could, the food. Oh my god, I could go out. that could be a whole other podcast. I went to Mexico. Oh, whoop, whoop, <laughs> wrong one. Nope. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was looking for the claps. That's for your grandma right there. <laughs> well, you guys didn't I get love to, it. I, you know, when Frank got this, he was so excited about the sound pad, and we, we never, never used it. Used it. <laughs> and like the last episode, I went through all of them. Yeah, just pushing buttons. Yeah. And I'm like. There could have been something there. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and you can add your own, too. You can add your own. Yeah. I, f- I just found out about it. Anyways, yeah. so, sorry. So, Super stoked about Grandma. The food, man. Oh, dude. I, 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 I ate out almost every night at different taco stands oh, okay. and food stands, and I lost weight. Because <laughs> you're eating whole foods? Real, right? real, real food. food. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, the food's so good. It's Pro- cheap. Processed food is it's, what fucks you. Dude, I would, go to the, I would go to the taco stand, have like eight tacos, and like feel like a glutton. And I'd spend like five dollars for like fo- like eight tacos and a coke. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Um, anyways, crazy. yeah. So um, did that. Um, it was an amazing time. Also, again, another kind of experience similar to Utah, where driving home from Utah or summer camp, where you know being in Mexico in a different culture, completely immersing yourself. And um, I was riding the bus. I was working from different places all over town. Like I wasn't stuck in a room. Um, and I was really just kind of like being nomadic within the city right. and I would pick a different spot and I had a hot spot that I would take with me and I would just work in a park or I'd work in a Starbucks in some other part of the city and I'd work in some historic district all over the place. It was an amazing three weeks and I just felt very connected yeah. to my family Your culture and my probably, culture yeah. and, you know, a newfound respect and appreciation. Um, what I needed right on that side of it, um, come back. I'm um, talking to Shannon didn't go with me, by the way. Oh, it so you were just again me. by yourself. Yeah, again by myself. Well, but with family. With family. Yeah. She couldn't go. We had a long conversation about that, and she understood the whole, like, alienating stuff. And, you know, she kind of understood that whole concept. And so, but she knew kind of this journey that I was on. And so she was just like, no, you should definitely go. <laughs> so I'm going to stay home. Don't worry about it. You should definitely go. And, and again, we had talked about working on other things, so it was really kind of a good thing. Yeah. Um, come back. 
I came back kind of a couple like a week into December, getting ready for Christmas, doing family things, um, home for three weeks basically, and we get a call from um, her father, Shannon's dad, and he's like, you know, your mom's sick, like she's not doing so hot, and I'm just like. Ugh. Which is, you know, this is... Yeah, this, you got... It was like waves just... Oh, you know, like, when you go out to the ocean and, like, the surf's really high? Yes. And you get you, knocked down by one wave. It was and, sets. And it was just sets hitting yeah. you. Like, That's as soon exactly as you get it. up, it seemed like another one would come That is exactly it. Take it you down. became that scenario where you don't turn your back to the ocean. Yeah. And I just... And so I had to keep looking ahead to see what set was coming next. <laughs> because it Fuck. was, right? And it wasn't until this happened that I started to realize... It wasn't until the one after this that I realized that it was going to become a thing, a theme over the next few months you had a six month period where it just didn't let off huh? didn't let off it was a rough start to the year yeah um so um we had that conversation just after christmas like on the 26th or 27th um we got a call the next day he said that from from the hospice nurse and she said you guys need to get here now i don't think she's gonna survive the weekend mm. and this is like on a on a wednesday and um so by thursday we said okay we got to figure out what we're gonna do had a quick conversation about do we drive, fly, something else. We decided it would be way too expensive to board the dog um, because we didn't know. We knew as a minimum of two weeks that we were going to be gone if she did pass. We didn't know how long we were going to be there. So it was very kind of up in the air. And so we said, we're going to drive. It's the easiest thing to do. We're going to load up. We called them back. So we're leaving tomorrow. Okay. We're going to load up, pack a dog, pack all our stuff. Yeah. Um, and we left the next day at noon and we drove straight through. Mind you, the other thing is our anniversary was that that same drive. Like our anniversary was on the road, a ten year anniversary wow. on the road. And um, well, that's great. You're together. At least we're together. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, that's the day of our anniversary. We're driving through um, sad, Capitol Reef. Sad circumstances. Yeah. yeah, we're driving through Capitol Reef, and a little Subi, kind of like yours, um, comes down Capitol Reef and passes us in the back window. It says "Just Married." Oh, two teachers. That's right. It says two teachers. I think they were from like Pennsylvania. They were oh. far. And it says, it says two school teachers, super broke, just married. And then it had their Venmo <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Donate to our wedding. Yeah. And so they were That's driving home from their honeymoon. Genius. Yeah, they were driving home from their honeymoon. And so I, Shannon's like, so should we? And I was like, hell yeah. That's like, so funny. And so we Venmoed them like 10 bucks. That's Make it. the world part yeah. of your uh, and we registry. Said, yeah. And we said, hey, you know, congratulations. Hang on a second. Sorry, somebody cranked up their terrible music. Hold on. Awareness. Awareness is not something... I, I don't think you're born with awareness. I Well, you're born with awareness to, like, mountain lions and bears. Like, I think you inherently humans know... Fight or fl flight or fright. You have the lizard brain piece right? for sure, right? Like keep yourself fight or, alive. Fight or flight. Fight or right? flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't always know the social, the situational awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, where were we? Oh, so 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 we so we donate. Said, we Venmoed them yeah. like ten bucks, and we said, "Hey, congratulations!" Um, oh, and by the way, during this time, Shannon lost her job. Yeah. So that was another <laughs> another way. Forgot to mention that. Uh, 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 five days before I flew home from Mexico, Shannon calls me and says, "I just got laid off." And I was like. Motherfuck. Yeah. Cool. So good trip ends on a bad note. Awesome. Get home. Got the call about her mom. I said, we're going to Venmo them 10 bucks because I don't know when we're going to eat again. Yeah. 
So, um, so here's so we said ten bucks. Congratulations! Did you, did you write on the back window on your way back like, no job, no job. Here's Venmo. my Venmo. Here's my Venmo. <laughs> Fuck. Um, no, so we said, you know, congratulations. Here's have a coffee on us on your drive home. Nice. You know, and then they they replied. They were super stoked. Um, anyways, we kept we kept on our journey. We get to there's a lot of stuff that happened in between, but we don't got to worry about it. The FJ did hit 150k. Wow. In um, uh, in Fruta. I think I remember when you hit 100. Yeah, yeah. It hit 150k in Fruta, literally on the on the on the ramp, top of the ramp in Fruta. What what state is that? Colorado, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, which is fitting that it was on a road trip. Yeah, yeah. we hit it. So, um, did you hit 100? Oh, you hit 100 on streets. Out yeah, here. we hit 100. Yeah, we actually I hit 100k like driving the past the dealership yep. where I bought it. Yep. Like literally that. driving past it, I hit 100k. I was like, holy shit! What are the odds? Um, so, um, we get to Lincoln. Obviously, you know, we get there on the Nebraska on, now. Yeah, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. We get there on the on New Year's Eve. Was that the destination? That was the destination. Yeah, we get there on on New Year's Eve. So not a great New Year's Eve. Right. We just all kind of went to bed. Um, New Ugh. Year's Day. That her, is such a stark contrast. Yeah, her mom, her brother flies in to Omaha, and he's there. And we spent the next uh, that weekend because it was I think it was a Friday um, or a Saturday. We spent Saturday and Sunday up all day and all night. She was on hospice care. Um, so you guys are on death watch. We're basically. just yeah, exactly taking yeah. chance, taking turns with her brother and dad. Wow. Um, obviously waking everybody up should something happen or about to happen, um, which did happen. I think it was Sunday night, uh, Monday morning, like mm-hmm. at three in the morning. Um, uh, Shannon came up and she came over, you know, woke everybody up and said, you know, I think it's time. Called the hospice nurse. She came over and she's like, yeah, you know, she was struggling with her breathing, and they're like, yeah, we got to do the morphine, and. Um, Within an hour, she was gone. Wow. It was very peaceful. We were all there. Um, even our dog, and our dog knew. She she mellowed out, and she was laying next to the bed the whole time. Yeah. And she just kind of just, she laid there. She just wouldn't move. And so, well, I think that was kind of a sign, too, where, like, you know, dogs know. Yeah. They kind of they kind of feel It's things. weird, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, well, yeah, I get a little emotional talking dude, about it's, it. Dude, it's a blessing that Shannon was able to be present. At that moment, I remember when my, fuck, I remember when my father passed, I was there the the day before, the night before, and then it's like, my mom's like, go home, go home. I'm like, you sure? Like, oh yeah, it's, it's going to still be like, so I go home and then I'm like returning like straight in the morning on my way. My mom's like, where are you? I'm like, well, I'm fucking, you know, I'm halfway there. I'm on my way. Yeah. He's asking for you. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And by the time I got there, he'd already gone. Yeah. And it's like, and I remember us having the conversation too, like afterwards, you were telling me this. I don't, you know, I'm not fully kicking myself. Look, he, he made his bed and he, he died in it. Um, there's things he could have done in his life to where our relationship would have been at such a point that I maybe would have felt we had said things that we wanted to say or whatever he decided and he chose. And like all of us, we have all, we all have a choice of how we want to live our lives and what we want to leave behind he left that behind and it was kind of par for the course. So it's not like I have all this resentment or sadness within me that we didn't get this closure. It was kind of expected, but I was hoping to make it. I was hoping to just see what those last few words might've been. Right. Um, But I know it's funny. I had this crazy dream afterwards where it was like, and it's funny because my sister had the dream on the same exact night. Oh wow. And we called each other that morning and my mom had had a dream herself. So the three of us. So I think, you know, he kind of came and kind of said his peace outs and, yeah. and made, made us feel like, you know, it's, it's funny in the Bible, it says 
when you go to heaven somewhere, it says supposedly, I haven't ever read this actual verse or passage, but it says that you won't really know each other. You become something different in this dream. He had become something different. It was like he was his own self. It's almost as if he was recognizable to you, but not because of who he was or how he looked. And same on the other end, you could tell he didn't quite understand the relationship he had had with me in this dream. But he knew that it was something somewhat profound. And it was almost like, all right, just wanted to say hi and move on. And it and it was like the craziest closure. If, to me, it felt like, oh, yeah, when we're gone, we're gone. Right. And you, you cease gotta, to exist and you're just gone in oblivion, right? We like just it's focused just, yeah. on now. Yeah. <laughs> super, super crazy. So long story short, um, yeah, man. I mean, at least she had that opportunity to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, to see was, a trans to see to see the transition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went through that, um, like in, in Lancaster County, and I don't know if this is true in around the country, but in Lancaster County, a sheriff has to come uh, to to pronounce time of death, um, and um, and basically create the process for a death certificate. So crazy. Yeah. So the hospice nurse called the sheriff's department. They sent a deputy out. Um, and there's only one deputy working, I think, for the whole county, like at you know the, in the wee hours, and so he had to drive over. It took him about 40 minutes to get there, which wasn't far, thankfully. Um, they must be so busy with that alone. Yeah, three people she told me passed away that night in that town in Lincoln alone. Wow. Three people, uh, because you know she's part of a hospice group, right? So she's like, yeah, there's three others that I'm looking out for tonight. Um, and so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because I just can't escape it um, yeah. in a good way. <laughs> First thing the guy says when he walks through the front door, <laughs> who's FJ? Is that in the driveway? <laughs> <laughs> there's like, oh, shit. Levels got real high. Sorry. Um, there's like so many other things going on, and the guy's asking about the fucking Overland vehicle. God damn it. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Focus. Focus. And I had this is chuck- not the time. <laughs> my wife, Shannon's like chuckling. She's like, it's his. <laughs> He's like, is that someone here or is that like a neighbor? He's like, no, it's his. That's funny. He's like, oh my God, bro. And, we're, and Shannon's looking at him like, hi, my mom's signaling upstairs like, guy, like later, let's take care of this now. You guys can geek out later. And so it's but, amazing what you'll get used to in life. Huh? Totally. <laughs> Got fucking coffee grounds in my throat. Sorry. All good. <laughs> so, you know, walk upstairs. He does his thing. Um, and then, um, we're done. I'm downstairs now kind of getting water and Shannon walks him out and he's outside looking around and she's like, Hey, I think you should go out there. I'm like, why? And like, he's like been walking around the FJ for like two minutes. And I was like, yeah, I think he really is like, he wants to geek out on it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. A little distraction. <laughs> yeah. I put my, it's like four in the morning now. I put my coat on. Oh, shoes. I mean, dude, it's four in the morning in the winter. It's like. <laughs> It's That's like, right. There was snow everywhere. It's like 15 degrees outside. <laughs> one of the gnarliest storms we've had. Yes. As a nation. There was multiple nights where it was um, it was negative 20, negative 14. Jeez. Multiple days even. Where but let's go talk about the FJ. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, long story short, we had a good conversation, walked around, ended up opening everything, all the lights, all of everything. He was so, I mean, he was, I've never seen a, a sheriff's officer act like a 12 year old that's right like it was cool and um to the point where we sent him um a tread magazine of the fj <laughs> like when i got home that's so cool uh, he was that geeking out he was geeking out on it that hard so it's just funny the people that you come across and meet and you know the things that bring other people joy right and and that's i think one of the reasons why i was so cool about it is because it was kind of a happy moment in a really somber one yeah and i just i can't steal this guy's joy just because of my situation and i just anyways you know so 
we ended up staying for a month. Yeah. That's crazy. All of January. We got there literally New Year's Eve. We didn't leave until February 2nd. Started our trek home. Again, work was super cool. They understood uh, what was going on and that it was unplanned. I did do a lot of, I did work from home while I was there quite a bit um, over the course and, um, you know, took care of a lot of that. So drove home, did a few meetups, um, did a meetup actually. And you and I had a conversation during that meetup and I kind of, I think I filled in where you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I brought you up to speed on the next meetup because I had missed the February one, I think. Um, so this, so now in March, I brought you up to speed on everything that had happened and you were just like, holy shit, bro. Yeah. I I hadn't heard any of this. Oh, and while I was in Lincoln, by the way, I got this insane jaw pain when we were two weeks, when we were supposed to come home, right? It was like, it was like, we were going to, we were planning on driving home that weekend. It was, we were already there for two weeks or almost three. Was it like a random jaw pain? Oh dude. Yeah. Random. And like, it started small, but within a couple of days it was like. Did it feel like somebody socked you? It did. It felt like I got hit in the side of the mouth. It was a deep, deep, like bruising pain. I said, um, remind me about that after we get off of this. There's somebody I want you to go talk to. Okay. Um, that had a similar thing, which was a lot serious. Okay. Okay. Well, I found out. So I, I said, you know, should I go? You know what? Maybe it won't get bad. Was it and tooth related? Yes. Oh, okay. It was. All right. Yeah. It was. It was 100% tooth related. Okay. And so, I was like, you know, maybe I'll just, um, we'll just go home. I don't have, I mean, we're, I'm in Lincoln. My dentist is in California. Like, you know, let's just go home. And we, you know, by this time it was only like Wednesday. So we weren't going to leave until Friday. So I was like, all right, let's see how it is tomorrow. It got worse. I said, nah, let's find a dentist. Check my insurance, trying <clears> to find <throat> a local provider. Right. Found one. Um, he said, well, we can get you in uh, tomorrow. Okay. Friday. Perfect. I came in, did the x-rays, did the exam. And he goes, well, Got good news and I got bad news. Mm. Good news is we can fix it. Bad news is you're going to need a root canal. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, and you know, I've never had one, but I've heard. And everyone, everyone says it's the absolute worst, right? Like it's, it sucks. Every bit about it sucks. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, of course I need a fucking root canal. Mm. Like what else can pile on right now, right? Like, of course. So he gave me some drugs. He goes, you're going to have to be on antibiotics for, you know, for two weeks yeah. because you got to fight, you got to knock down the infection, which is what's causing the pain. Um, but you're going to need a root canal. We got to get all that out. Okay. He goes, and because it's a root canal, there's probably a high chance you're going to need a crown because, you know, when we drill through the tooth, I don't want to get too into it, but basically they take the root out, right? They yep. drill the tooth, they hollow out the tooth, pull the root out of the tooth, depending if you have two or three, yep. pull them out, fill it, and then they treat like a cavity, they cover it, right? And so, but in some cases, they have to remove uh, too much of the tooth, right, to drill the hole into it, that the tooth is no longer stable enough, yep. so they have to put a crown on it. He goes, so there's a fifth, depending on how many roots you have, if you have two or three, usually if you have two, we can just drill it and fill it, and you're good. If you have three roots, because everyone's teeth are different. God damn it. What's up? Drink. Oh, I know. I think, no, there's coffee grounds at the bottom. Oh, that's what's doing it. And I think those fucking things, I keep drinking it to, like, help. Yeah. And I keep making it worse. Thanks, brother. Steve. You yeah. always depend always on coming Steve through. Always to coming come through. through. Um, Gonzo Overland. Yep. Um, and so, you know, he goes, so there's a, there's a 50-50 chance, you know, we're going to have to do a crown. Um, and, you know, my luck, this fucking tooth has three has three roots, which means... I need a crown. So, um, long he goes. All right, we'll get you in on uh, on on Monday. So, anyways, we'll, you got yeah, a root canal. Got a root canal Monday. Came in. 
Um, got a root canal. They did it. It was surprisingly a very pleasant experience. Okay. I cannot complain. Yeah, I had one, and it was like no big deal. No big deal. Yep. I was like, wow, <clears throat> this is not as bad as everyone talks about. This is actually pretty good. This is what everyone like complains about? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's kind of what I, yeah, I was okay. under local, and yeah. it was like no, no Same thing. I was deal. like, this is not that bad. I've You're had, not going to put I've me under. I've had fillings that are worse than this. So- Anyways, um, <laughs> we do that. He's like, yeah, you're going to need a root canal. Uh, we'll get you in next week. And I was like, ugh, another week. He goes, well, hold on. Let me check. Let's move things around. They ended up getting me in on Thursday. Or no, on he got me in the next day. That's what it was. It was the next day. Awesome. And I was just like, he's like, you can do that? And he's like, oh, yeah. It's pretty I mean, serious. We've like, already cut the tooth <clears throat> around. We've already cut it out. We've got yeah. a temp- we'll put a temporary on it right now. It'll be yep. good. Well, and he goes, we'll put a temporary on it. I swallowed half my temporary. Did you? <laughs> he goes, we'll go out and get a mold in the labs in town. He goes, it'll probably take a week for the lab to turn around. So we'll schedule for Monday or Tuesday of next week. Right. Cool. Get that done. Um, they call me on Thursday. Hey, your crown actually came in. Do you want to just come in and get it done? I'm like, right now? So everything done in one week. That's so rad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we drove home. Felt good. As, felt good, man. Like, no pain back to normal 100 percent. yep glad i did it um so came home missed the first uh rfd of february which you you held it down yep um you and i had that conversation in march um and then i remember you told me you were like damn dude you still have both grandmas because i was telling you yeah, i was trip, so surprised you know and <clears throat> and you know and it's funny because until you said that i had never my, my other grandmother here in who's here in san diego um she was 97 and Insane. I never, I never thought of that. Like I never thought about how lucky I was to have both grandmothers still being as old. Generations as I am. of family yeah. still intact. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, man, you're right. Like, wow. I had, I was thinking about my friends, even Shannon's family. She didn't have both her grandmothers. Yeah. She doesn't have any grandparents. Um, White people don't last too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Short shop it's life. The, it's the mutts that, that that have the longevity. Yeah. Um, so African Americans, Mexicans, like yeah, all, last all the brown. If you're, yeah. yeah, if you've got melanin, the darker, yeah, the more melanin you yeah, have in your skin, you're the here to stay, you man. <laughs> you've got, you've got, you've got staying power. The sun is killing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, that's not totally true. Shan's grandmother made it to 101. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, also a great woman. I, I, I had a lot of conversations with her, sharp as a tack until the end. So, uh, and so, um, you said that. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I need to go see my, which is the one thing I hadn't done in the two or three The other months. grandmother? Yeah, because yeah. I've been doing all this other stuff. I was like, yeah, you know what? Tomorrow, it's Sunday. And then off you went again. I'm going to go see her, yeah. right? Because I, I, I have to. It's been too long. That night, 11 o'clock, I get a call from my dad. My dad never calls. My father never, ever calls me past 9 o'clock. Right. Ever. Ugh. Calls me at 11. He's like, your grandmother's in the hospital. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. Another way. Of- is it, is it a, did she fall? Like, and she's another person that she doesn't live alone. My aunt lives with her, but she's very self-sufficient. Yeah. Cooks the whole nine yards. Very mobile, very sharp. Like you'd think she was 80. You're right. As, as, as good as that sounds. And they're like, he's like, no, she's, she's pretty sick. They don't, they don't think she's going to make it. Um, we're probably going to end up having to go down. We're going to go down tonight, but you should probably plan to come down tomorrow. Right. And I was like, okay, I get a call. 10 a.m. the next morning um, as we're getting ready to leave. I told Shannon, we're planning. We're like, all right, let's get the dog somewhere. Let's get ready to go. And um, my dad says she passed away. Fuck. All right. <laughs> another ba- another round of guilt. Another because I didn't make it down to see her. Yeah. I was never, I never saw her enough to begin with. Um, 
to my point of us about family and you know being more present yeah. and not alienating people and um that was march got through that a ton of drama surrounding her passing right with the family and everything that side of my family my dad's side of the family is way more toxic that is the toxic side yeah that is where all the bullshit comes from hmm. is that side uh um, all your bad traits yeah all of them every single one of my bad traits <laughs> all my traumas it's all all from that side yeah same. um so my dad's cool but his side of the family oh <clears> fucked <throat> um my cousins are cool i will say that <laughs> the kids, the kids all turned out fantastic. Yeah. But my dad and his siblings, oh, a mess. <laughs> um, anyways, um, dealt with that for a few weeks, um, talking to my cousins and kind of figuring out. Long story short, um, we weren't allowed to be a part of the process from because of my aunt. So that was another big like hit emotionally. Yeah. But none of us, not even my dad, none of us, and my my uncle. Oh wow. Were allowed to be part of the process. She shut Just took it up, over. Took and... it over. Um, and didn't didn't do a wake or memorial. Didn't even didn't tell us about the ashes until they were until it was done. Ugh. Um, all that kind of stuff. So it was really a frustrating situation. Um, and then um, thought it was gonna be cool. Um, some other things happened in the past couple of months. Um, friends got cancer. Um, I lost mm. a mentor who passed away, um, in San Diego. And so I went to go, I went to his wake, um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. Just been nonstop. You're all caught up. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Um, I'm now hesitant to be happy. <laughs> as soon as like, you feel like, as soon as I let my guard down, as soon as I as stop soon, expecting man, the worst, the worst the is going to happen. Man. It's been the case for the last, like, since the year. So the last, we're in June now, the last six months. It's interesting that you used at the beginning of this, the squirrel suit uh, analogy to life and to things like summer camp or whatever. And you know what, dude? You have this one life. Yeah. It's going to work out however it works out. And the fact is, is we're all on this train that's heading towards a fucking massive steel wall. The train. An the, unavoidable steel it's wall. It's unavoidable. And yeah. you can't get off the train. There's no way off. It's got everything you need to be happy within it. It's true. But you're guaranteed to crash at the end of yes. it. Yes. It's going to crash. Yes. And. It's being, like, it's to me, because I'm just a big nerd, it's like the train in Back to the Future where the bridge isn't done. You want to be a nerd? How about the train from that movie where, um, what was it called? Uh, oh, so much for my nerd card. It's the one where they're like on the train, the entire civilization, like the last oh, of humanity. Yes. What's a yes. Snowpiercer? Snow. Yeah. Where, where there's, there's a nerd and, moment. Yes. Yeah. I I just saw that. Yeah. Well, not just saw that. But saw it's that like yeah, everything's on. Like that's the best yes. analogy to yes. life. Except they get off the train, which yeah. <laughs> I guess you could get off, but if you Stupid get off, plot you're, you're still dead. <laughs> yes. Like you get off this train, you're dead. Yeah. Um, the, the only way out is death. Yeah. Right? But the end of it is also death. Yeah. And it's which way you want to go. Like you yeah. could be like Hunter S. Thompson and like off yourself thinking like, hey, I'm at my prime. I've done my work. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to be out. Yeah. My terms. Yeah. Or you uh, you write it out and see where it goes. And I, and I think there's so much... Like your grandmother at 90, there's so much she's still experiencing. Oh. She's still cooking meals for you. She's still, yeah. so it's worth hanging around, I 100%. think. 100%. There's so many things. And, you know. Take care of yourself, though. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like, old you age know, will be I've had my own personal health issues over the past, like, month and dealing with that stuff. And, you know, 
it really I've let my health go because of all this other stuff, which is again it's to the conversation that we had um, a couple nights ago, where it's like I've I I did it again, where now I was alienating different things because I was focusing so hard on these three things. It's hard to balance, bro. Exactly. So the, so now I'm trying to get back to the point where, look, man, I need to stop focusing so hard on these three on these three things and start to build balance. Yeah. Start to build a normal kind of back to my dimension, back to my multidimensional self. Well, here's right? the deal. Getting back to the wingsuit thing, it's like this is your one life. Yes. And I think there's If someone no- shoves a wingsuit in your chest, just put it on. Put it on and go. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a, there's like the send it for those for those who need examples. Like there's the what, Walter Mitty. What was that movie? The something life of oh Walter, yeah yeah the what the life of Walter Mitty yeah the life of Walter fantastic Mitty. movie and I like probably that movie. my one of my favorite Ben Stiller movies next to yes. Rushmore not Rushmore um uh, the Royal Tenenbaums yes but like I love that movie and I love, yeah um but the the life of Walter Mitty is essentially that concept. It's like you have nothing to lose yeah. But life itself and life is already guaranteed to be lost. Isn't that ironic that we only see that moment when we feel we've lost everything? Sure. Like no, there's the irony the in key that, is right? ha- No, but the key is, like, I always try to put it in, fr- in front. Yeah. That's the reason why, I, like, I'm like, fucking summer camp, let's go. That fucking crawling up that, that fucking hill, let's go. Yeah. Like, doing this, doing that, let's go. And granted, I have my problems with balance. <laughs> Huge problems with balance. <laughs> but I've never... I've never not wanted to pursue something if it came up. Yeah. Unless it involves flying, which I hate. I don't want to go. That's the only <laughs> it's, way. It's ironic because I love flying. I literally do not want to go. I'm. I think I'm borderline. I think I'm. I'm a closet AV geek because yeah. I love flying. I love airports. Like I love flying. Yeah. I airports like the smell of coffee and yeah. There's a distinct smell in airports. Yeah. There. There's like a, a universal smell. Like it's a yeah. coffee kind of people smell like that you have i don't know there's something comforting there is there is a airports have their own smell kind of like hospitals and schools and the airports do have their own smell it's a mix of like of of co2 like you know airport you know airplane exhaust and and cleaner and people and foods and coffees and I love everything that has to do with like the little s- single serve yeah. fucking <laughs> stuff on the plane. Yeah. I like the airport bars, but I hate the fact of being 30,000 feet going 600 plus miles an hour. That's the part that I don't like. Yeah. I love I love all of it. Yeah. I love it. I, I still to this day always get a window seat on a plane. Well, I yeah, window seat for sure. Love it. I love looking out. Yeah. I just don't like the idea that it can drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'll go, I'll go bungee jump. I will skydive. Yeah. I'll go do all kinds of stupid shit. I'll drive hundred plus miles an hour. I don't want to yeah. die via plane. Yeah, I mean, planes are statistically safest I in the know, air. I know, I know, right? Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of um, it's been a really kind of interesting six months to say the least. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to start getting this this updated perspective and kind of moving on. To other things, um, sitting here with you and having this conversation yeah. um, has been, you know, when you told me yesterday that you wanted to do this, I was like, yes, I feel like I need it. Like it was like it's like it's cathartic. Well, I feel like the audience know? needs it too because there's like this. Yes, you know, it's been a joke, but at the same time, there's been very serious things resulting yeah. to your absence that yeah. I think was worth. It wasn't my story to tell. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, um, it was basically like Frank needs a break. 
Yeah. Frank needs to, you know, Frank needs to go figure his shit out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from the from the beginning, there was never any intent of you not being part of Rick Fitter, which you have been. Yeah. But the podcast side has been a little bit devoid of your presence. Right. Eric has come in and now he's become a new co-host. Yep. Uh, alongside, you know. Which I'm glad he's holding it down. Keeping this going, yeah. Yeah. Someone needs think, to keep it entertaining. Well, I think it'll bring another dimension to everything. So, like, whether you find more time to come back yeah. on um, and we bring you back on and we become a trio yeah. instead of a duo um the events continue whatever whatever capacity we figure it out moving forward yeah i think i think part of it too is understanding that life in itself is multifaceted that there will always be different chapters in this in this book we're all writing for ourselves and if the friendship's valuable if the relationship's valuable well there's always going to be room yeah and we all have to be allowed to go and figure shit out it's like being in a marriage where right you know, throughout the course of your marriage, you guys change. You're, you and your spouse totally. change. And you have to make room. If you want to stay part of that change, if you want to be part of their next chapter, you have to make room for them to figure things out and then come back and compare notes. You yes. Know? I mean, at the end and, of the day, look, man, we as people, I think one of our primary missions as human beings. To grow. Is to grow. Yeah. Right? Is to, is you don't stop growing when you leave school, when you leave college, right. when you, you don't. Well, some you know, people do. Some people and do. It's sad. It's, it's sad super sad. sad. I think that's one of the biggest crimes you can commit as a human being, right? Is your, is to squander your capacity for growth. Because the fact of the matter is, is I don't care who you believe in, what you believe in, we, whether you believe it was a genetic gift or a gift from above, right? Right. You have been given something as a human being that does not exist anywhere else on this planet but in this species. Right. And to squander something that is quite honestly so rare when you consider how many species, how many living things are on this planet. And so temporary. And so temporary. Such to squander a that moment. Is, <laughs> is offensive. You know, if you think about the grand scheme of time, and space and yeah. how large oh i've thought about it trust well, me how large and infinite the universe yeah. is and how large and infinite time is because there's no beginning or end really to it you realize your life is almost like the firing of a synapse in your brain that's it it's, it's a, just it's this a, micro fucking fraction of it's a, a second back and back and you're just this bright flash and then you're gone yeah so make this fucking flash worth it yeah i saw i i revisited um a few weeks ago when i was having this moment of this kind of existential moment mm -hmm. where um, I, it was one of my favorite videos like five years ago. I used to show it to my team at work all the time, like to refresh their memories. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's about perspective. And I think I've talked to you about it. It's a video game that came out for, I think it was for PlayStation called the game of everything. Okay. That's not the important part. <laughs> the important part <laughs> is the video they made. Um, and the video they made used the, this famous philosopher. Um, I think it's Alan Watts, Alan Something I, I'm sorry, my memory is super messed sure. up lately. But sounds like a musician, but okay. Yeah, um, might be, but it's a. You guys will know when you hear the name; it'll ring a bell in someone's ear. Okay. Um, super famous philosopher, um, circa the '70s. Um, a lot of great stuff on him. Listen to him; a lot of good stuff. Um, it's all about perspective. They cut up a bunch of his, um, his, his kind of thesis and, mm -hmm. and presentations and made this in this video. in this game. Yeah. Okay. And so to, in in the trailer for this game. Interesting. And the whole premise is perspective, right? And so he talks about how there's evolution, growth, and how really your per, your your perception of chaos and beauty is only relative to your perception of, of the world yeah. and reality. Perspective. He says, your perspective, yeah. He goes, if you look 
at, he goes, in our bodies, there is a war constantly going on between cells and viruses. And there's constantly battles happening where things are consuming and dissolving and dying and growing and recreating constantly. He goes, but on the surface, it looks like this well put together being. This world with wars and destruction and good people and evil people and and chaos mm-hmm. from space looks absolutely gorgeous. Right. You can't tell what's going on. You can't see on. the smog. You can't see the smog. You can't see the ugliness, right? So it's all about perspective, right? And so the more the more you zoom in, the more things get beautiful and ugly, beautiful and ugly, beautiful mm-hmm. and ugly. Yeah. And same thing when you go backwards, when you zoom out, right? And so I think if if and I I watch this video every once in a while because the the trailer sums it up really nicely. So it's a good package for me to just watch it for five minutes and then reset. Right. Um, highly recommend it. A reminder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I use that when things are kind of going wrong, and I'm like, is this a temporary chaos? It always is, right? Well, like we've talked about when we were at summer camp, the first summer camp. Yeah. Look, man, at the end of the day, you're still here. You've been through a ton of disasters. You've been through a ton of personal issues. And at the end of the day, you're still here. You made it. You survived it. No matter how bad you thought that last one was, yep. you pushed through it and then good things happened. Yeah. And then that's all life is, man. It's a cycle of good and bad. But it's never bad enough that a good thing isn't going to come after. Right? You could choose to miss that opportunity. Right. But hopefully you right. stick around to see it through. And so, yeah, yeah. that was kind of, that, I kind of lean on that lately and on, you know, you guys, like the text message that we exchanged yeah. um, a few days ago was really helpful. And again, realizing the perspective that I wasn't taking and that I needed to, to, to start to zoom out again, right? And and start to do other things and prioritize other things. You know, lean on your friends. I mean, that's what the network's for. That's yeah. why community is so important to me. Um, having been through so much, I really find a lot of like solace, I find a lot of strength in having a network of good people around me. Yeah. And so I just constantly manifest it in whatever I do and however yeah. I can do it. Um, and, you know, check in with your friends. If you know somebody's been kind of absent, don't assume that maybe they don't care. Maybe assume that they're just so buried that they can't even find the will or time to try yes. to reach out. And they feel like shit already and they don't want you to think, you know, they're a piece of shit or they don't want to bring you down or, you know, it could be selfless. It could be selfish, whatever the purpose is. But it's usually from a good place. It's like, you know, you don't want to bring people down and you don't want them to think poorly of you, too. And so sometimes you keep shit to yourself. But if they're your friends, they want to be part of the story. Yeah. They want to be there for you. They want That's to help true. you out. That's very true. That's Don't why you're still that. here, dude. Honestly, straight up, I mean, we we didn't get into like how bad the conversation was that we had. Yeah. But Frank was like fucking done. I could have kicked his ass out and had this there all was, to myself. Yeah, there was a point where you said, okay, well then what does you leaving look like? And I was like, well, we got to dissolve the LLC. We got to do all this other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking kind of programmatically, right? Like just thinking kind of through the motions. And, you know, we talked the next day and we said- you know, fuck it, just leave. And, and, you know, and I said, you know what? I don't want to fight. I'll just walk away. You can have everything. Yeah. He's like, what do you want? Money, equipment? Like, how are we going to divide things up? And I was like, you know what? I don't want anything. You're like, take it all. Take it all. I'm, and, and that's no, and that's not me like throwing my hands up in the air and no, giving it up. It was that's just me like not creating tension. Being and, a good friend. Exactly. Yeah. And just saying, look, man, at the end of the day, who's going to do the work? You are. So it's only right that you keep it. I'm the yeah. one walking away. Yeah. Uh, keep it, all of it. Keep no going. hard feelings, yeah. no nothing. I still want to be your friend, but you keep it. 
And then and then I was like, nope. No. I was like, no. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work if you're not part of it in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And it's like, and that was like, for me, it was a good test. It's like, do I really care about Frank or do I only care about what we've created? Right. Because if I really only created, cared about what we created, it's like, oh, then fuck you. You're out. out right. Completely. Then just move on. Yeah, exactly. Just you wouldn't on. have thought twice about it. But if it's like, I care about you, it matters, then it's like, okay, we got to figure out how we make this continue right. to move forward. Right. Right. And, uh, and here we are, here we are. um, you know, I, I didn't know if you're coming back to the podcast or what your goals were. It sounds like you're still interested in that. So we'll figure out what it looks like moving forward. I know things have changed or whatever, but the reality is, is there's always an opportunity to figure things out. hundred percent. So we'll get things figured out. I think we'll be stronger for whatever this turns into. Eric's a great addition yeah. to the Rickford family. I think having and him to be part honest, it, even before all this kicked down, we we're talking about how would we grow, and if yeah. we grew, we need to bring somebody else on board eventually. So, and I think we found the right person. Yeah, um, and I think uh, from here, it's just figuring out kind of time wise, uh, resource wise, uh, bandwidth wise. Yeah, like how does it look moving forward? What are we going to focus on? What am I going to focus on? Um, and to kind of build the next chapter of what this all is. This is technically our hundred and one episode, but it feels right to call it our hundredth and a half episode. Um, I think it was important to want to have you part of that kind of That's milestone. That's cool. Thank you. So um, the 100th just released yesterday morning because uh, it's a week late. And <laughs> this one will probably come out uh, the following next Friday. And uh, it's Friday mornings now, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I figure, like, let's kick off Rick for Dirt on somebody's trip. Let's yeah. kick off their trip. That's a good idea. See I where like it that. goes. Yeah. So I've already had a couple of people say, yeah, I'm on my way to blah, blah, blah. It's like fucking awesome mission accomplished um and then fantastic we'll see you and and the reality is right now we really don't have partners we've had people who supported us yeah and people who we'd like to you know revisit and have come back as supporters but i refunded the money and i haven't asked for any more and it's been like six months seven months whatever yeah. it's been it's been a while and i think with what we're trying to do with where we want to go and start moving forward again uh, we may bring partners back on, but I do want to say thank you to Casey, Allen, who's always been there. Randy's always been there. Uh, the family over there um, that, you know, kind of kind of came together during my my tenure, my yeah. two year, my two year over at Casey. And Allen's always been a supporter. Um, you know, I had my Fast Friends, Fast Fridays event yep. this past Friday, uh, last Friday. Yeah. And Allen was there. Nice. Um, supporting as usual, being consistent, being, you know, uh being the friend that he's always been. And, you know, Alan was a huge part of this. He he got he got us started he with did. our equipment. He was, he was the one that said, do it. He said, do it, he and said, I will help you do yes. it. And He said, know. I don't care how this needs to happen. Yeah. I remember that. Casey was our first sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, you know, Milestar, Rebel, the Mellow, yeah. Rigged, um, um, Miles, uh, Innova yeah. uh, for a period. Uh, did I say Rebel? I said Rebel. Yes. Yep. I, think I, I think I covered it. Oh, Magnaflow. Magnaflow, <laughs> Magnaflow yeah. Richard, yeah. Magnaflow, yeah. Uh, which was huge. Um, and it's like all these people coming together to be part of something that we created. Yeah. To having, you know, faith. And I don't think we ever asked for too much. We just asked for enough yep. uh, to make ourselves the level of success that we wanted to be at in the moment. Um, and I really appreciate all those brands. But right now, we're still making it happen without any real support. But with what I think the potential is with where we can go, I think there's an opportunity to do even more. So stay tuned. Um, as I usually say, more to come. And I just want to thank all of you for being consistent with us, for being there with us, for listening, and for helping us keep this uh, this little 
mission of whatever it becomes yeah, alive. Absolutely. Um, thank you. I mean, without you guys, it doesn't really matter. That's what, what also do. true. You know, then we're just talking into the fucking ether, <laughs> you know. So hopefully we can continue to have great experiences and adventures together and we could bring you some cool experiences with cool people, uh, you know, through what we do. And uh, and yeah, guys, um, my name's Ali. I'm you, Frank. You can find me at Kate to Jeep. Oh, sorry, I'm all out of, I'm all off tune. It's all good. Offbeat. It's all good. No. <laughs> find this guy at Frank Frank's Lens, which yeah. I actually like, or Truck and Make Truck Face. Or Truck and Make Truck But face, Frank's yeah. Lens is really cool because it shows your passion for photography. That's true. That is um, true. Which is, which is rad. And um, if you want to check out a brand that's part of our industry, check out Fast Friends Clothing. Um, it's fastfriends.fun. And, uh, and yeah, and you know, next time we come back, Hopefully, I'll have an update on the Subaru and oh, all yeah. kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. Looks good, man. Yeah, well, and it's still stock for the most part, but not for long. Um, but it's giving hints of greatness right now. Dude, it's got, July 23rd is the fucking vibes. deadline, bro. Yeah. Like, that's it. It's fucking game Oh, on. it's coming. It's coming so, soon, then. Coming really yeah. soon. Yeah. So, thank you, guys. And uh, more to come. Thanks.